Welcome to the Frenemies Podcast, where four friends debate the latest issues in all sports and have a fun time doing it. High-heated arguments, crazy takes, and passionate opinions is what fills every pack-filled episode. Frenemies is available on all podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, and others. Welcome back to Episode 7 of the Frenemies Podcast. Unfortunately, today we're missing Jake Miller. He's out at a soccer match, his loss. We're also welcoming back Carter and Hunter, who just had a very successful basketball tournament in Columbus. So welcome back, boys. We're going to get right into it, recapping week 11 of the NFL slate. Uh, overall, the four of us were much better with our picks than last week. But Carter, I'm going to start with you. What's one game you look at and you're like, man, this team is legit. They have a chance. And what team really impressed you last week? Um. Well, I'm gonna let Hunter talk about the Browns when it's his turn. But the team—no, it's gonna be Jack. The team, Jack. the team that concerned me more than surprised me the most. What in the world is going on with the Buffalo Bills? What was that? What was that? Like, I I don't even know. Jonathan Taylor. It wasn't football. Ran wherever he wanted to. I mean, there was holes that you could drive semi-trucks through. Like, the defense was non-existent. And Quentin Nelson got injured halfway through the game, too. Josh Allen didn't have a good game. The leading receiver for the Bills had 80 yards. Like, it, it was just a pathetic, pathetic offensive performance. How do you put up 15 points against a Colts defense that has very, been very, like, average, suspect average. this season? It, it was just – and, and especially after, you know, two weeks ago, that game was horrendous for the Bills, too. What is going on with them? I don't know the answer, but it's it's concerning me because they're supposed to be an AFC contender, and right now they're looking like a first-round exit. What team impressed you when we go up? I don't even know. I mean, could the Colts have impressed you, or are they just are they not there yet for you? Did the, no, did the Colts for, win, or the, did the, the Bills beat themselves? The team that impressed me, the team that impressed me, and specifically the person that impressed me is Philadelphia Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've been saying it. And I've been saying you're it. right. You're right. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Jalen Hurts was oh, impressive. Sorry. That that was a beautiful game to watch by orchestrated by Jalen Hurts. It was even even though he didn't have more, even though Trevor Simeon did outpass him, he just looked in complete control. He looked the decisions he I mean, made were lot, fast and efficient. Right, he he was all around pretty good. I believe Jake said this game was going to be twenty four nothing. Um, New Orleans Saints, if I recall, that is what Jake said. What a pathetic prediction! I mean, that's just horrible. No one ever listened to him on picks. He's a moron. Uh, uh yeah, but yeah, that, that's the that's the biggest the biggest disappointment. More so than Jalen Hurts, the biggest disappointment for me was the Buffalo Bills, and they need they, they. I got news for them; they need to figure it out. Or the four falls in Buffalo will repeat again, because because they were looking like a legit Super Bowl contender for. for they the did. First they did eight, eight yeah. nine weeks they of the season. These past couple of weeks, they have fell off. And here's a big thing with Buffalo: that offense relies a lot on the passing game with Josh Allen because they don't really have a feature back. They have Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. That's not a great running performance, right there. It's not a great running game. You got to rely on Josh Allen to hit the deep ball and beat you over the top, and he couldn't do that against Jacksonville. He couldn't do that against Indianapolis. He only threw for two hundred yards, well, two hundred nine yards against the Colts, and he had multiple interceptions. He's been fairly streaky this year. It hasn't looked good, yeah. especially. Oh, he got paid last offseason, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. the big contract. Yep. 
if you're Buffalo, you got to get that Josh Allen situation figured out quickly because you're still you're only half a game out of first place now, and the Patriots just blew out the Falcons twenty five nothing. You got to get going quickly to uh, reestablish yourself for the playoffs. Hunter, what about you? What was your uh, your big takeaway from Week Eleven? The Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings played good football and be a very good Packers team. That was my favorite game to watch all weekend was that game alone. I mean, Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers were going back and forth. Yeah. Throwing some dimes. And in overtime, when Kirk threw a pick. Or not, Kirk threw a late, pick. Late fourth quarter. Late fourth quarter. Late fourth quarter. That should have been game. That should have been. That, that should have been game. Packers have got to capitalize on that. But I thought overall Vikings offense looked very flowing. Dalvin Cook was getting going. Justin Jefferson, monster, monster game. Thielen got in the end zone. Um. Even their defense. I only give up 31. That's one of the best teams in the NFL offensively. And especially their defense, they played when it mattered. When mm-hmm. Rod, I mean, when Kirk Cousins threw that interception, if you're giving Aaron Rodgers the ball only 60 yards over two minutes, everyone in the world expects him to score and win the game. Exactly. Somehow he doesn't. Vikings get the ball back and they capitalized. Yeah. I mean, they were my uh they were my potential dark horse, you know, playoff Cinderella contender. playoff yeah. team. And if that team shows up. They can beat some kids in the, the NFC. They, they look good. But the problem is is they had that team has not shown up yeah. every single week. So before I call them, you know, a big surprise or sound the alarms like this team is legit, I want to see it and for a couple weeks in a one, row. One honorable mention um, that I thought really impressed me this weekend was, I know they lost, but it was the Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday night. They're missing T.J. Watt. As much as I hate it. Yeah, yeah. CJ yeah. Watt, Chase Claypool, and who else was it? I mean, Juju's uh, still out. Juju, yeah, Juju's out. He's out for the year. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, CJ Watt and Chase Claypool are arguably the two best players on that football team. Arguably. And Najee, obviously. But 37 points against a solid, the okay Chargers defense. They were within that game. Big Ben was throwing some dimes. He, he really was. Not to mention, they were down by 17 in the fourth quarter, and at one point they took the lead. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I really thought Pittsburgh played real well um, this weekend. Uh, disappointing. One team that I thought was very disappointing this weekend was the Seattle Seahawks, and overall, just their whole season has been just really disappointing. Yeah, they're currently I mean, they're three, three and seven, seven of the year. Yeah, Colt McCoy threw for three hundred and twenty-eight yards. Colt two McCoy. tutties, no picks, three hundred twenty-eight yards. Completely outplayed Russell Wilson. I've, it wasn't even close. I've, Russell, I've, I've watched Colt McCoy <laughs> do some things where I'm like, he couldn't throw 328 yards in a Pee Wee football mm-hmm. game. Yeah. And he went out there and just diced up a defense that was supposed to be a top 10 defense. Bobby Wagner, yeah. Jamal Adams. You know, you got some line studs over there. You got some some secondary. Like, they should be a good defense. And for some reason – I don't know if it's Russell Wilson's injury and they just haven't got all the pieces together to click, but they just haven't been been very good this year. Cole and McCoy and outplayed Russell Wilson, and it wasn't close. Yeah, I mean, he played good it, football. Did you think you'd be saying that at the start of the season? No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I know Chris Carson's out for the year, and obviously he wasn't at the um, wasn't the game, but like. Does he really affect the offense that much to the point where you're barely scoring? No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he does, and honestly, I don't think you can even say that when your quarterback is a former Super Bowl MVP, Russell Wilson, and you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett as Jordan your one Edward and two. Solid. Yeah, it's That's you got to you got to put up more than thirteen. Yeah. Uh, so my, I don't really have a big winner. I think you guys covered it, but my big loser. What on earth happened in Tennessee? 
That was a beatdown of the ages. But here, here's the interesting part about that game. Tennessee outgained the Texans in yardage 420 to 190. Wow. Tennessee had 11 more first downs than the Texans, 26 to 15. Tennessee had more time of possession. Ryan Tannehill threw for 323 yards. Tyrod Taylor barely broke 100. Mm -hmm. Their leading rusher on 18 carries was Rex Burkhead for 40 yards. So the team you lost to, they only averaged about two yards a carry. And their leading receiver didn't even have 40 yards. Now, the big part for the Titans, they had five turnovers. That screwed them. But that was a hard game to watch, especially if you're a Titans fan. And you got to wonder, like, what's what's going on with Mike Vrabel? You lost to the you lost to the Texans, and you lost to the Jets. I can tell you what's going on. And and for the big thing for me in that game was, and I know I said the Titans were legit, and and they have been legit, but they do need some form of Derrick Henry back. They're miss, missing their finisher. Yeah, like when you look at a lot of these teams, like they know where they're going on the end zone. They know who they're going to. They got that guy that it's, you know, first and five or first and goal and five yards to go, and either they're handing the ball off or they they have a possession catcher. Like you look at the Chiefs, they got Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the Browns, they got Chubb. You look at Baltimore, they're just going to let Lamar make some magic. You you got Rodgers and Adams. But to that point, Bay, they need a finisher. Like I know Adrian Peterson just got let go. I think I thought he should have stayed just because he was their best finisher. But you, they did not finish drives. Yeah, I mean, Jesse Foreman's looked um, solid throughout the past couple games. He's looked decent. But A.J. Brown, I think, should be that finisher. He just can't stay on the field. I mean, there should at least be in the red zone two plays minimum that should go to him. Whether that's a um, – Especially slant, when Derrick Henry's yeah, whether out. that's a slant, Especially when Derrick Henry's a fade in the back of the end zone. Just let him go get the ball. He's your best playmaker on offense And he's, right he's bigger than every defensive back yeah, out there. By far. I mean, he's your best. He's your best offensive weapon. He has got to get the football. Mm-hmm. He's got to stay healthy, one. But he's got to get the football in the red zone, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, I think I think that's what's going on there. But I think, which I I don't even know if we talked about this game yet. The other game too, Thursday night, man. It it doesn't even matter because it's the Falcons. But once again, the Patriots went out there and their defense was elite. And now I'd like to point this out, mainly because Jake's not here to defend himself. Hunter, what did you and I say going into that game? The Patriots could win and overtake first place in the AFC East. Mm-hmm. Jake said that was, quote, blasphemous. They don't listen to him. He's a moron. Anything he says, go the opposite of. Wow. That's just. What? Is Jake? Oh, Jake, are you going to say something? Huh? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. He's not here. He's at soccer. Whatever. But, yeah, they, the the Patriot, the Patriots look legit. Mm-hmm. They They do look legit. And Mac Jones and that offense is capable enough to take them to the Super Bowl if the defense continues the way they've been playing. And it's it's not even an explosive offense. It's, it's just not. simplistic. Brown. It yeah. works. It's 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 enjoyable to watch. All right, let's head on over to week twelve. Week- oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. <laughs> we ain't gonna speed past that Browns game like we didn't watch what we watched. What in the world was that? Let's let Jeff. No, what in the – let me go. What in the world was that? Baker Mayfield. If you're hurt, sit out. But if you're going to go in the game and your wife's going to post about how tough you are exactly, and you're playing the Timbo Boyle and the worst team in the league and you go out there 
and you win by three points. I feel so bad for our defense. I know. You know who I feel bad for? Nick Chubb. He's got the weight of – he's got Dora's backpack on because that's how he's carrying the Cleveland Browns right now. It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Okay. He's been terrible. <laughs> Awful. Baker Mayfield is terrible. Okay, let's let's just – let's relax here. Let's Let me explain – to the viewers, what happened? Let me give you a more Explain logical. Explain it to me. Explain it to me because what I'm watching is terrible football. He makes six bad throws, and then all of a sudden he hits a dime. I forget who it was. Joe Marcus Bradley. To Schwartz. I think it was Schwartz. No, no, no. It was Jamarcus Bradley yeah, right was, side. Jamarcus yeah, Jamarcus Bradley on the right side. He played good. Throws he played a, good. Throws a beautiful good. dime, and then proceeds to to throw the ball straight into the earth on every play for the and rest here, of the drive. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about the injury argument that you're probably going to make. Um. His mistakes weren't injury-related, in my opinion. We've been talking about the same thing for the past – He's been injured years. all season. Like, almost all season he's been injured. We've been talking about the same thing for the past year, in my opinion, on what his errors. Like, the injury alone I don't think is what caused that. He's He's been doing the same exact things over and over. Like, it's not like something new came up about this over this injury that caused it. You got rid of Odell. You got – Kareem coming back. Two and one since you've released Odell, by the way. Okay. It's oh, my God. One. Jack. It's not a good Jack. Team. That is that is now a 13 to 10 win against the Detroit Lions. Against Timbo. Mr. Hip. Is a terrible victory. I would like to speak. You asked me to break it down for you. I would like to break it down for you. What that game was, the Browns versus the Lions, that was the second best AFC North showing against the Lions this season. Oh, my God. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Because the Bengals obliterated <laughs> the Lions, right? The Bengals obliterated the Lions. The Browns beat the Lions, and to be honest, there was never a fear or a jeopardy of them losing that game. Oh, my. I'm not done. I'm not done. Let's. Were you on Adderall the entire game? There's a fear every time they touch the ball. Will you relax and let me explain? I didn't yell like uh, I didn't yell like Donald Trump when you were presenting. <laughs> Anyways, you look at the Steelers game. What happened last week? Hunter picked the Lions to beat the Steelers. I did. It was a great pick. It was, you were so close. I was close. The Steelers and the Lions tied. Do the Browns and the Lions tie? No. And then we look at the Ravens game. Let's remember, the Lions were beating the Ravens that entire game. They were in control. You get to the fourth quarter, it is fourth and like 20-something. And you need the first down to even stay in the game. Somehow, someway, Dan Campbell and the Lions give that up. It was pathetic. It was hard to watch. And then Justin Tucker, Mr. Fourth Quarter, comes in for a 66-yard field goal and does the opposite of Cody Parkey and doinks it the right way for the longest field goal in NFL history, and it was for the win. So right there, the Browns played the Lions better than they played the Steelers. They played the Lions better than the Lions played the Ravens. So overall, Jack, they played not a bad showing for the Browns because it is a win, and it was the second-best AFC North win against the Lions this season. They played three AFC North teams. Jack, all being Jack, oh, Jack. They, they played three AFC teams. I got it. I got all it. Being AFC I got North. it. If any, if, Did you if, if, if any living creature – if the deer I saw in my front yard this morning was playing quarterback for the Lions, the Lions would have won that game. Possibly. If you're a golf place, they win by There over. was literally multiple possessions where I was like, this is it. The Brown season's over. They lose that game. The Browns are done. You're if right. You're a golf place. But they did it. That game. And I would like to I'd like to I'd like to bring up the And if you think Hunter. that you think that was a good showing, you think that was a good showing. No, but they won. You think the Lions thought it was a good showing when they beat the oh. Ravens? Or when they beat the Lions if by maybe two play, inches. You if, think the Steelers thought it was a good showing when they tied to the Lions? If, if we play like that, 
who are we going to beat besides the Detroit Lions? Well, no kidding. But what about the, what about when, what about when the Ravens played the Lions and they looked awful? What about when the Steelers played the Lions and they looked like a they looked like Medina's freshman football team? If we lose or if we play like that, we lose to the Ravens on national television. Okay, okay, Sunday night, yes, 45. but the Ravens the yeah. Ravens played the same way against that same Lions team. Okay, so it's one game. Relax. A lot of players on that team are injured, and that's what I wanted to talk about. Emily Mayfield and her toughness post. Genuinely, I love it. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, her toughness in her yoga pants at yoga class and um, Pilates. Okay, hold on, hold on. Are hold we on. serious? We're, no. Hold on. No. He threw for 176 yards, looking like a bag of potatoes once again. I won my cake. It's chocolate peanut butter frosting for you, good sir. Oh, my goodness. Listen, since the, re- the release of Odell Beckham, Cleveland Browns are two and one. The, the Browns are two and one, and uh, the Rams are zero and two. Okay, so oh, are you kidding me? The Rams would destroy the Browns. The Rams. It wouldn't even be close. The Rams it would be a waxing. The Rams would put the Browns to sleep. I disagree. Illegally. Anyways, that's a that's Illegally. a topic for another time. That's a topic for another time. Uh, what were we talking about again with the Browns and the Lions? About oh Emily Emily Mayfield in the toughness post. Uh, I see Emily Mayfield. She is the queen of Cleveland, the first lady of Cleveland, because her husband is the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. And let's think about this. Every – oh, like the majority of that Browns team is injured. I mean, Jarvis has been injured. Jedrick Wills has been injured. Jack Conklin has been injured. Kareem Hunt has been injured. The entire defense has been injured. Cora Moe has been injured. Jadavian Clowney has been injured. I'm not done, Carter. Give me a minute. I have some words I'd like to say, too, before I get up and I start running around my basement like a maniac. Remember that Broncos game? Remember that Broncos game? That entire team was injured. The entire team was injured. Baker Mayfield is injured. He has a fractured he's – he's got something fractured in his shoulder. He's got an injury in his foot, an injury in his heel. He's got injuries in his shoulders. He is banged up badly. Now, respectfully to Kevin Stefanski and the medical staff – Baker should not have played against the Lions. You should have given him a week off uh, before the Baltimore game and let him heal from those injuries. Hold up. Yes, Carter. I think they all do. But what message does that send? If you're a quarterback, especially a Cleveland quarterback, says, you know, no coach, you know, I'm uh, feeling a little hurt today. I, I, I don't think I can go put in Case. Look, Case Keenum should have started. You should have given Baker the week, let him get back from these injuries a little bit. But it didn't happen. He still won. And that entire team is practically injured. They're so banged up and no one's playing through those injuries. You know who is? Baker Mayfield. It's a testament to his toughness. And genuinely, I think Emily's right for posting that. Your thoughts? Okay. How long has he been injured for? First of all. Uh, Week two against the Texans is when he fractured uh, something in his shoulder. Okay. So until Odell leaves, the injury is just – it doesn't matter. It, it does matter. But no, but that's not what you were focusing on. Well, you're no. focusing on Odell. Well, yeah. Odell was a problem because as soon as Odell goes away, you no, know, the unicorn urine and fairy dust gets to float down. And no, no, no. Are We've talked about this. It's the voodoo. It's the Odell voodoo. Just because Jake's Just because Jake's here, you cannot discredit the voodoo. And then with the other injured players, that also didn't matter as long as Odell was here because Odell has this voodoo. And once the voodoo goes away, the Browns are fixed. Correct. Once again, no. And then, and then, and the real thing that bothers me is well, if, he, bother if, if he's been injured since since week two. Okay, he's been injured since week two. Let's let's look at some of the games that you said that he's played well since week two. Okay, did he play well against the Bears? No. Did he play well against the Vikings? 
No, he was awful against the Vikings. Did he play well against the Chargers? He was okay. It was a good game. That was a game we scored 40 some. Jack. Yeah. He, he, you, played, he you played okay. specifically said he played great. Okay. I, I never said he played, he played great that okay, game. Okay. He, had played, he had a solid game that game. Okay. Did he play, He's a franchise did he play, did he play well against the Cardinals? Uh, when Odell was off the field, yes. When Odell was on the field, no, he was terrible. Hard to watch. Did Baker Mayfield play well against the Cardinals? For two drives. Other than that, no. Okay. Did he play well against the Broncos? He didn't play against the Broncos, moron. Yeah. <laughs> did he play against the Steelers? Did he play well against the Steelers? No, he was atrocious. Did he play well? Actually, no, the- I take that back. He wasn't bad against the Steelers. Jarvis had the drop and the fumble. Odell didn't do anything that game. No, he was. It wasn't a. It wasn't a good game. That- it was by no means a good game. By no means an average game. But Baker had nothing around him that game. Did he game. play well against the Bengals? Oh, he was sensational. So what about the, the injury then? So what about the injury then? So here's I'm the thing. with Jack on the Steelers game, by the way. Here's, thank so, you. So, so what? What about the injury? What about the injury oh, then? Well, here's what you're. What forget- about the injury then? Will you shut up and listen? Here's the thing. No, we do care because that injury was the fractured shoulder, which he's got a brace on. And then in the Patriots game, the first drive, he looked flawless through that touchdown to Austin Hooper in the back of the end zone. After that injury, he got hit in the foot. There's a video of him down on the ground. He's now got new injuries in his foot and his heel. That affected him against New England. That affected him against Detroit. Now, Baker himself said in his press conference yesterday that he doesn't think those injuries are lingering anymore and they should have zero effect against the Ravens. Now, he Baker, this. he did. Now, okay. now because I think I think Baker's fine if it's just the shoulder, if it's the feet. Because that's what he's – because if you look at the film of that Lions game, there were a lot of open receivers. There were some open reads. Mm-hmm. And Baker mm-hmm. made the reads. He just airmailed them. Yeah. They were bad throws. Yeah. And then you look – that's, that's true. And let's remember, every time, every time the camera was on Baker, the dude could barely walk. So you, He looked hurt. I agree. He looked hurt. But he said that he said the injuries aren't lingering. He said I that just, yesterday. Just, okay, I'm gonna I put you like, all on notice right like now. No, I'm gonna put you all on notice right now. We play the Ravens this week, Sunday night prime time, eight twenty. Yes. Well, Baker Mayfield, if he does not show up, he's done. He should be given one week. Okay, contract. no, hold on, hold on, hold on. We he's just done. said we say that nope. every single week about Baker, and I'm tired about that. We said that last year. You're right. I am tired about it. You know what? I'm, me, tired, hey, I'm tired, hey, of, hey, I'm hey, tired hey, of him playing. No, I'm terrible. Tired. No, no, no. And then no, we no. get a little cycle, and he beats an inferior opponent. Except this time, oh, wait, he did beat the inferior opponent, which is the Lions. And now he's going to play a good team, and he's going to lose. So I'm sorry. You're taking your Baker Mayfield slander. You're taking it from the NFL memes IG page. Which... No, it's the truth. It's the truth. That's where you got that cycle from. I know, but those cycles. Is the only fact, I guess. Here's the thing with Baker Mayfield. He's the winningest quarterback in the history of the franchise since the return. And yet every single game he plays, we always say, this is the game. He has to win it. If he doesn't, he's not a franchise quarterback. We say that every single week about Baker. You yourself said that last week about him. And now you're saying it again. When we are a six and five football team. I don't. One game out of first place. I don't think he is right now. After that game, I don't think he is. You can't say that every single week about our quarterback. That's I all. have to until you admit that he's not a franchise quarterback. No, no, no. You talk. don't have to say that every single week. Okay, so then not is, every is he a franchise week, quarterback? So... Yes. I need to be the median so here. Then I, have to... I need to be the median here. Both of you shut up. All right. We picked up his fifth-year option. Correct. He will be back next year. 100%. But oh. how do you not go shopping for a quarterback in this offseason market? Andrew Barry 100% will. If there's a better option, he takes it. I agree. If Aaron Rodgers is not happy with, because I don't think Baker Mayfield has proven consistently that he's a franchise guy. Therefore, if there's a better option, you have to go get that better option. I love Baker. I love him as a quarterback for Cleveland, but I also want to win a Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson give you the best chance. Okay. I don't. Uh, I don't know about Russell Wilson right now. 
I don't I don't think you would take a Russell Wilson over a Baker Mayfield because of how expensive Russell Wilson's contract is. He's coming off that finger injury. He has not looked good this year at all. But we're going to pay Baker. We're going to have to. Pay right, Baker. but ne- but next year though, if you pay Russell Wilson, you're losing out on a lot of. You're you're already spending that money a whole year before you need to. I disagree. I think Rodgers and Wilson. Okay, so then I have a question. Try and get I think, I think I Rodgers. You're right. Rodgers, you're right. So you can't get Rodgers. You can't get Wilson. You can't get one of those top name guys. You draft a quarterback late round. No, that late makes round. no sense. No, late that round. makes no sense. Why? You wait a year. What you late tank. round quarterback do you take? Tank. You tank. No, you you go tank. for the you go for the best quarterback. I'm not. I if I especially if I'm Nick Chubb. If I'm Nick Chubb looking at this team right now. And Baker looks the way he's looked this season for the next two, three, six weeks, and he still continues to suck, and he's not the franchise guy, which right now he's not unless he picks it up. And I, I still don't think he is at the moment. Watch your words here about what you say about Nick Chubb. If I'm Nick Chubb, I want to leave. If I don't have a quarterback, <laughs> if I if I don't have a quarterback that can help me win a Super Bowl. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm I'm gone. Is that is that wrong to say? That's absurd. Is that wrong? Why is it absurd? But Jack, because Nick Chubb, uh, he spent his entire career with Cleveland. He's only had one quarterback, Baker Mayfield. They've had unbelievable chemistry. They, they work they well together. Mm-hmm. They I mean, Baker, yeah, Baker does a really good job handing him the football and watching Nick Chubb okay, carry us on his back. If you're a running back, uh, you know who I'd rather have. You know, if I'm Nick Chubb right now, who I'd rather have handing me the football. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, a quarterback that could probably win me a Super Bowl. If Andrew Barry goes out and gets an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, I do think the Browns win the Super Bowl next year. Minus health. Assuming we stay healthy, I think we're, we win the Super Bowl. If Joe Woods is on the staff, this team will never win two games in the playoffs. Speaking of staff, can we talk about Stefanski for a second? What do you want to talk about Stefanski? He's looked so unbelievably up and down this year, in my opinion. Play calling has been below average. And every single game, it's always the same story. First drive, we go out and we look great. After that, what are we doing? Are we even playing football? Is that football? Is that football what we call after the freaking um after the first drive? I mean, it just gets disgusting. Like some games, I'm like, I can't even watch this. First drive always looks great, and after that, it just falls apart. It's I don't even know what else to say. It's just back to the point is we have a generational top five running back right now and another top 10 running back. He's the best runner in the league. Him and Jonathan Taylor are the best pure runners in the entire football league. And Derrick Henry went healthy. I was about to say. but And then Kareem Hunt's top 10 running back. He's up there. He's good. And then we have a top 15 to 20 wide receiver in Jarvis Landry. And – it's all going to waste. Plus, not to mention a generational, probably one of the best defensive linemen the Browns the, have ever had. Ever. The, the best, best defensive the, lineman. Yeah, okay. He's, yeah. gonna break, he's probably going to break the franchise record this season. One of the best players we've seen in a long, long time. In the NFL. He's yeah. a top three yeah. edge rusher already. It's not mm-hmm. close. And we're going to watch that go to waste because the we can't draft a quarterback. How can you guys say this is going to waste when last year we were an 11-game we won 11 games in the regular season, and this year we're 6-5, and five, a game above 500. Why? You know, typically Cleveland's a team that wins around four to five games a year, and before Baker got here, we won zero games in a season and one game in a season. We, so it's hard It's hard for me – hold on. It's hard for me to listen to you guys say, 
this is going to waste when in Kevin Stefanski's first two seasons, the Browns have won 17 football games and we're only halfway through his second season. If LeBron, if to make an analogy, if LeBron's 2016 Cavs team, if, if that era didn't win a championship, would that have been a waste? Yes. Well, yeah, it's that's what's bust. going on right now in the Browns. No, because you don't have LeBron James on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. No, yeah, you don't. Nick Chubb is a Nick Chubb is James. not LeBron James. He's not the second greatest player in the history of the sport. He's a top five running back. And you have as Mark, of right now, but he's not. He's not. Yeah, I, I, right. I agree. nowhere close the to the level. You have the talent level. I don't know. I agree with that, but I get what you're saying. Have the no, I don't know level. if I agree with that. We don't I have the talent level. Do you see that receiving core? We don't have the talent. Oh, but you just said Baker Mayfield can Jack. make that. You can. I believe You're he can. switching your argument now. No, we're, we're one of the most talented. So we're not a Super Bowl contending team. I don't think we are, no. But it's not a great defense either, and it's, a, it's not a good staff either. We've got to remember. Not a great defense. Not a great staff? You just called Stefanski a coach of the year. Joe, yeah, Wood, Joe no, Wood sucks. No, Kevin Stefanski's great. Other than that. We're going to remember, Alex Van Pelt was the Bengals' offensive coordinator the year they went 2-14. and 14. Van Pelt that's, was not. That's the OC we brought in. Hold on. Hold on. And then Joe Woods. I'm running out of insults to say about Joe Woods. Joe Woods is bad. He he's real bad. But he held the Detroit Lions to ten, which is what we need him to do. Okay, Carter. If the three of us went out there Sunday with no game plan, we could hold Tim Boyle and the Detroit Lions to ten. <laughs> we points. could. Right. We then you just said that was a good win. So I, I so I'm so confused how your your just logic just keeps. Well, no, Carter. So I would have rather lost and had a and had a bad loss than an okay win. That's going to wrap up our episode seven of Frenemies, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one that's uh, scheduled to come out on Thanksgiving. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe to the Frenemies podcast, whatever podcast platform you're listening on. On Spotify, make sure you interact with our polls and questions. On Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star rating. And if you really want to and have a chance on making it into our show, you can leave an audio recording on your take, opinion, and whatever you want to say. Thanks for listening.